Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome back. We are here talking about the magic in everyday life, what we're celebrating, cultivating, changing, and creating. Today I have with me Nicole Perkins, aka Metaphysical Me. Nicole is an inner voice and expansion coach, and I did a session with her back in June. You might recognize her if you caught the episodes I shared last season about inner voice. And if you haven't listened to those yet, you totally should. I'll link them in the show notes for today's episode over at KayleenElise.com. A little bit about Nicole before we dive in. Nicole is unequivocally extraterrestrial and has the unique ability to call in her cosmic family, awaken them to their true selves, and use their power to remember that they are co-creators of the universe. All of her clients have the ability to channel, tap into their inner voice or higher self, or both. She believes that this is the secret to discovering your inner power and creating the life that you desire. And yes, all people have this capability. Nicole is prolific on Instagram and everything she shares is a total vibe. She makes me think, she makes me laugh, and I so appreciate the way my soul feels recognized by the content she puts out. Let's get into it. Nicole, welcome to Celebrate Cultivate. Hi, Kayleen. Oh my gosh, Kayleen. You're going to bring me to tears with just the intro there. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get you warmed up. Got to get you excited. I'm so excited to talk to you. And I have to just start by tell us what you mean when you say that you are extraterrestrial. (laughs) Because I feel like I'm looking at a human here. Yes, you're looking at a human. In my heart, and I'm sure in another parallel reality, I just have a lot of... um, just desires towards learning about extraterrestrials and aliens. And then also like my clients, um, a lot of them, we have connections to the Pleiadians. So that's really what I mean by that. And I love listening to Bashar. So I know a lot of um, your listeners have probably heard of Abraham Hicks. And I love- Yes, I have. I've mentioned Abraham Hicks, but I have to tell you, I- don't know what Bashar is. And I need you to tell me about the Pleiadians because I don't feel like a simple Google search has done this justice. Like it can get a little weird pretty quickly. So tell me, like, give us, pretend I'm a grandma here and I don't know what you're talking about. What is the story with Bashar and Pleiadians and all of this? Okay. So with Abraham Hicks, that's a good way to start. We know she's okay. channeling yeah. um, a group, right? A group. And so Bashar, to me, is like similar to Abraham Hicks, but he's the extraterrestrial version. So Bashar is channeled, he's an entity um, from the Esasani race, and he's channeled by Daryl Anka. Um and so similar to Abraham Hicks. And he actually does live streams just like Abraham Hicks and um, just events. And he's very, very popular. And the wisdom 
it's just so beautiful and profound. And he actually has a formula for creating and manifesting. So a lot of formulas, a lot of how to's, he's all about following your highest excitement, which is so similar to being in alignment. It's like literally the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think his phrase is following your highest excitement with no insistence or expectation. Mm. So allowing. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. So do you like you, are there books? Do you just search on YouTube? Is that, he has a, Bashar has an Instagram and a website. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he does live events like every couple of weeks, like they're pretty awesome. And he's always talking about, I'm getting so like out there, but (laughs) he's always, um, everyone's always asking him, you know, when are we going to have contact? When are we going to have contact? So he has this cool modality of like giving us the year range. And I think right now uh-huh. it's like at 2025. Oh, um, that's soon. Yeah. <laughs> but he oh says that channeling is actually like the merge between the two. Like oh, that's wow. what's going to help us feel, um, you know, just get us ready because it's a, it's going to be a psychological shift and shock. <laughs> for whenever oh my gosh and so this is just prepping us for well that wow okay How, did you watch the movie contact when you were growing up i did not i did not whoa whoa okay i feel like even you just saying the word contact right then was like this sign to me like i was gonna ask you about the movie contact and the fact that you haven't seen it I saw it's old and I saw it when maybe I was like in middle school. I was in it. I know I was taking a speech class and I went and saw that movie more than once in theaters because I wrote a speech on it. And it's all about like having contact with the extraterrestrials and Matthew McConaughey's in it. And it's so good. And like the main thing is like, there's so much space out there. Like there Mm -hmm. has to be something else out there. And it like, touched the core of like little young Kaylee. Like it just meant so much to me. So while I don't know if I would put like on my website bio that I'm an alien, um, I do feel this like very strong knowing that so much beyond our recognition and comprehension exists. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, it's just, that's just truth. Um, so I really like that about you that you're so like open about it and yeah, I mean, here I am. You're like, it's me. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. A little less out there, very much more so in here. What is the inner voice and how did you get into this work of coaching people on their inner voice? Inner voice to me has so many different labels, so many different de- definitions. And so the way I see it, I have a few labels here, your higher self, um, your true self, you know, capital T S it's the God version of you. Um, one of my inner voice peers, um, has a beautiful image or representation as your inner voice being that part of you that still lives on when the body passes away. So it's that part of you that's always connected to source, always loved, always feel safe. It's that true essence of, you know, who we all are. And what's beautiful is that there's so many different names we can give this part of ourself. So I'm always going back and forth between 
you know, or playing with different names and the intuition, right? It's yeah. to me, it's all the above. Yeah. I got started working on this um, from Jess Lively. And I cannot remember when she first introduced Inner Voice Work. I'm not sure if you remember, maybe a couple of years. I mean, it's, that's a tricky question, right? Because I, so I've been following me just since like 2009 wow. and back then, you know, she was talking about exfoliating your life, which was like taking the stuff out of your life that didn't like, didn't spark joy really, but before, during Marie Kondo, like it was, she was very into design and she had her jewelry line, but from the beginning, she's always talked about intention and intention kind of evolved into intuition. And then that kind of evolved. So I feel like she's always had it as part of what she shared, but it's just kind of like grown. So yeah, I couldn't pinpoint like it was X year, but it was probably around when she was starting to talk about Abraham and and all of that. Like mm-hmm. she really did start to get into the inner voice. Um, but yeah, so have so you kind of learned about it through her. Yes. And I um, dabbled in it for a couple of years and I practiced on myself, you know, journaled to my inner voice. I did, you know, all the recommendations that she gave. And I think as I began practicing with myself, I cultivated a relationship and, you know, it kind of just snowballed into what it is now. And then um, jumping on board with inner voice facilitation and now I am a full-time inner voice coach. It's amazing. It's really been amazing to watch you just kind of like take it and run with it. Like you, it looks from the outside, like you are running with so much (laughs) joy. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about rituals and rhythms. Mm -hmm. And first, as it relates to your work as a coach. So what are there any rituals or rhythms that you have in your day-to-day work life that are really important to your process? It's so interesting you say that because I do have a ritual, but I feel like it's so tied to personal and coaching. So right now I am learning, I am doing Joe Dispenza's workshop and I'm always just evolving and expanding. And so everything that I learn, I test it out of myself and then I implement it into coaching and what I'm doing with my clients as many coaches, I'm sure. So I'm learning that, wow, Joe Dispenza's teachings are so similar to inner voice. (laughs) And Mm. so right now my practice or my ritual, as you could say, is every morning meditation, about 25 minutes, really getting into the body of who I want to become, you know, as a coach, as a person, um, as a partner, just getting into the feeling of it. Because what I'm learning is that we all have you know, we're all philosophers in the sense that we have so much information in our brains and taking it from the information to actually applying it is like where the real work starts to like seep in and we got to get it into the body. And that's what's so beautiful about inner voice work is that you're truly embodying, right? The feeling of the inner voice. You're allowing that part of you to come up and be expressed. So that's my ritual right now is the meditation. And I always do just journaling 
talking to my inner voice, asking questions, um, trying to think. I also have some rituals that kind of wax and wane, you know, just depending on what I feel like. Tarot cards. Um, I love <laughs> pick a reading <laughs> videos. Like I really do. Um, yeah. Lighting a candle. Do you have any favorite uh, YouTubers for tarot? Oh, I do. I cannot think of them. I feel like Stargirl might be one name. Um, Tanya Love Buddha, but it's spelled Buddha Tarot. I think one of the things in a lot of the coaching and client facing work that sometimes you hear is that there's this need to protect your energy. And so I'm wondering if that's something that you personally feel that you have to do. And if so, how do you do it? I love this question because even a month ago, I would say I still felt like I needed to protect my energy and it took a lot of um, working with my own coach and just like talking to my inner voice to realize that when your inner voice says you are protected, you are protected. And I feel like I really had to surrender and trust that I'm protected. And when I mean that, I mean in session with the energy coming into session with you know, my clients that channel, like trusting that it's always going to be beings of light, like wisdom of our highest good. Um, and so I do sometimes like say a prayer, set an intention, and then my environment has become a big factor for me as well. Like lighting a candle, like I have a candle lit right now and burning incense. Um, but I think it really for me was just believing a hundred percent that I am protected. And anytime I start to feel a little wobbly in that going straight into my inner voice, especially during a session and reminding myself, okay, you're okay. You know, listen to your inner voice, what's coming up for you. And then in that moment, I'll just coach myself on what I feel like I need. Um, Now, as far as practical boundaries, right? like having my schedule and, you know, setting the times, um, you know, the hours of the day that I'm going to be in session. So there's practical boundaries as well. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that sometimes when people talk about protecting your energy, it really is so much more like esoteric and woo and scary, like, oh, you got to be careful. But actually, if you're taking care of the practical boundaries, you've already laid a lot of the groundwork. And sometimes I've talked with one of my clients recently about like the boundary setting that we do really has nothing to do with other people. It has everything to do with ourselves. Like we're actually setting our own boundaries. And by doing that, we've already taken care of what will happen externally. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So a while back you shared that the life we're experiencing in this moment is a reflection of our past thoughts and actions. And it like, I, it blew my mind. Like so often the things that you share, like I don't catch everything that you share because you are putting so much out, but I feel like I get what I meant to get. And it just like clicked and I loved it. And it just was like, yes, of course, duh. Like it just made so much sense. And often I think that's the magic in in what we're learning and what we're experiencing is that 
when things are like so simple and so clear and you're like, yes, that's the truth. So I'm wondering if you have any practices for directing your thoughts and actions towards that life that you want. Like if you have that moment of experiencing like, oh, this moment, I don't want this, whatever this is, like, how do you direct it back to remembering that truth? Ah, I love that. And so that's why I start the day with that meditation and getting into the feeling because that's setting the day up to embody, you know, that future version of myself and who I want to be today. And also during that meditation, I really look at, okay, what are some of the thoughts that I do not want to have that maybe I had a previous day um, that I don't want to experience anymore. So I will look at those thoughts in the meditation. But during the day, if I have a thought that comes up <laughs> right now, since I'm meditating, it's a little easier for me to go, ooh, ooh, like, there goes that thought. I do not want that thought. Um, and I'll self-coach. And what I mean by self-coach for your listeners is just kind of looking at the thought and then kind of analyzing it. But with that thought that I didn't want or that feeling, I can go, okay, Nicole, we don't want this thought. So what's a different thought that you want instead? Mm-hmm. Or I can journal it out or I can ask my inner voice, you know, what's the truth here? And even in that moment, it still could be hard, right? To make that quick conscious change. Um, and that's why I feel like having a daily practice is so important because it reminds you and it, it reminds you of, you know, where you're headed and it helps get you into the habit of self-correcting. Yeah, that makes total sense. And even that term daily practice, like you're not striving for perfection here. You're, you're in the practice of every day, setting your intentions, like getting to the embodiment, like you said. And so yeah, it's, it's never, I don't think it's ever going to be perfect. Like you're in a human body and you have a human brain. So it's, um, it's that momentary awareness of, Oh, I love what you're like, like, (laughs) we're just going to take that little thought and go throw it away. Like, (laughs) and I think it's really nice to be able to acknowledge like that is from the past. Like, that's the thing that I really, I like looked at myself in the mirror as soon as that clicked for me. And I was like, this is the past Kayleen. Like this isn't the current Kayleen that I'm looking at, which was so weird and really cool. I know. I, I can't wait till I get to that point where I can just really, really communicate this. But one tidbit for your audience is so in a negative emotion, right? That negative emotion more times than not is a remembrance of some past experience where that emotion was created. And so for your audience, that's what I mean about living in the past is that when we're triggered, we're literally going into the body that was the body that experienced that situation, Mm -hmm. that day, that time. So if it's that 14 year old Nicole, you know, I immediately go back into that 14 year old Nicole and I can't create the future from that 14 year old Nicole. So that's why it's so important to, you know, allow our emotions to, right. And not be afraid of them to look at them and coddle them and nurture them. And yeah. Yeah. And so have you done RTT at all? I have. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That makes me think about RTT in the sense of 
like when we do a regression and we travel back it normally the well for me the scenes that i've traveled back to have been so like mundane mm. in my adult memory of it like it was a real like issue or whatever when i was younger and but having an adult awareness in that scene and recognizing like oh i can totally understand why my mom was ignoring me because of x y and z and so i think also having like being able or being forced in our like in our 14 year old memory like being back and having that experience like oh my gosh i'm so upset but now you're in this older body with more awareness and so you can like parent and coddle and be gentle to that past mm -hmm. self and give a space for that energy to move through. So I think that that's part of the practice. Yeah. Okay, speaking of bad emotions, <laughs> 2020 has been an impactful year, I think is a gentle way of saying it. It's There's just been so much this year that so many people have gone through. And I wanna know, when you look back, what's one thing you wanna celebrate about this year? I mean, I'm... <laughs> I'm so fortunate that 2020 has really catapulted me into the career that I've always wanted. So I'm really going to look back and I'm never going to forget March 13th. I was previously um, a middle school teacher for five years. And that was the day where we packed up and we said, okay, we're going home for virtual, for online learning. Um, and wow. we had to, you know, put up our curriculum and all that. And that's just the moment where I said, where the universe said, you're not going back. And I really got to, for the rest of that school year, well, really just about two months, right? March and April, I really got to focus on what I wanted. And mm -hmm. I got to take everything I had learned you know, all these years up until that point and just apply it and leap into a totally different career and, hmm. you know, not look back. And like That's you said, amazing. run. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. That's amazing. Well, I also wanted to talk about change. So you've experienced a ton of change mm -hmm. and self-inflicted, universe-inflicted, like it's just been a lot. And <laughs> I also feel like you're super like next level and flowy compared to, you know, a normal person you might bump into in the street. So how do you experience change? Is it hard for you or do you have some like magical tips and tricks about change that you could share with us? It's definitely hard for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think change is hard in the sense that your, it's different to your brain. So your mm. brain is going to go topsy-turvy. The brain is going to freak out and it's normal. And I'm sure I experienced change better than I have in the past. Oh, but that's a great point. Yeah. It's because now I can be more intentional about it. So I can sit down with, I have the awareness now to where I can sit down with myself and go, okay, Nicole, let's look at this feeling. And if it's around change, why is it change? Why is it, um, you know, feel that way? And usually it's because, oh, it's different, right? Mm -hmm. So then mm -hmm. I just look at, oh, well, when have you done something different brain? And when has it been okay? You know, 
What's yeah, all the good. evidence you can show your brain that change has been a good thing, Nicole, you know, and change has worked in your favor. And even if it hasn't, did, were you okay? So I can like ask myself these questions now to help ease it, but the initial feeling, right, is definitely not enjoyable by any means. And I know that I am a coach and I can talk to my inner voice, but I'm still human and Mm -hmm. change still feels, I still have uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. You know what, as you were talking, I was also thinking about how our minds also are super fearful of boredom and they're also afraid of change. So it's like, what do you want mind? (laughs) Like you don't want to do the same thing every single day because that would be boring, but you also don't want anything to change because that would be scary. So it's like, what, what does that mind want? We'll have to ask it. (laughs) Mind, what do you want? But no, um, you know, one thing I will say though, Kayleen, is that change does feel like it sometimes, but my mind and body got used to the unknown and I don't think I ever would have thought that could be the case you know Mm. I think I'm still kind of shocked about that but um being self-employed you know I'm in a place right now where I don't know what 2021 looks like I can visualize it I can set the intention right like of course like I can create the structure of what I hope and want for it to look like, but it there's a large part of open space that's like left to the universe. Mm-hmm. And so there's a part, there's a feeling of that that feels good. And I think that's an awesome feeling, you know, like place to be in to where the unknown is actually like, wow, and sparkly versus like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And, and I think that's also, yeah, it's, it's um, through experience and it's through like almost a desensitization. Like you've, you, every time you step onto a new client call, you don't know what that experience is going to be like. So you're, but the truth is nobody does ever. I mean, I think that's part of what 2020 has like smacked us in the face with is that none of us know what the future will hold, but being a middle school teacher, you might have a realistic expectation of what next semester might look like, but now things have changed. So that's a really, that's a really good point. You've kind of become more used to what change is. And like, you're like acquiring the taste. Now you kind of like it. Mm -hmm. I like that. So I've mentioned a few times that you're prolific on social media and seem to create a ton. So does your inner voice play an influential role in your creativity? Like, is that like, I just feel like you're so creative. Is your inner voice guiding the way or who's in, who's in charge of all that you're creating right now? I really feel like my inner voice and my creativity are like definitely intertwined and connected. I I really don't know if there's a difference. And that brings me to a session I had where I asked the inner voice about creativity. And, you know, they reminded me that all creativity essentially is, is channeled, right? It's, it's Hmm. from the higher self. It's coming down from somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense because it's actually the creation 
Um, so yes, I think they're very much connected and I'm so fortunate that I just allow it to be expressed. Um, because I, sometimes I have to actually go, okay, Nicole, what do you want to post today? Cause there's so many things I have that I can post, <laughs> you know, it's so fun. And yes, I just let my inner voice go to town. And if I do get mental about content that I have, then I'll start asking specific questions. But most of the time it's just like, okay, we got this idea and this idea and this idea and this idea. So definitely. Amazing. Amazing. What are you creating right now? Do you have anything you're working on that you want to share? Sure. Right now, I'm like I said, I'm doing the Joe Dispenza workshop. So like on my wall, I have like all of these post-its of just concepts. So I am in the process of creating the next level of channel coaching. So for 2021, what's that's going to look like? Because I do think it's going to look different. And so I'm just going to be putting in all these different concepts that I've learned to just really, really transform my clients on a deeper level and just, you know, all about results, getting them as many results, as many impactful results as I can. So that's super exciting. One of my words for the year is integration. And I just feel like that embodies exactly what you're talking about. Like you are learning and studying you're putting them up on your wall and kind of letting them like simmer. And then you're also like <laughs> integrating them and putting them into action in the future. Like it's yes. amazing. Yes. One last question for you. How does the magic in everyday life show up for you? Oh gosh. I mean, there's so many examples, but because I'm, you know, coaching and talking to inner voices all day long, a lot of the magic comes up in session. I am talking to, you know, the part of you that's connected to God, right? To source. And so that is the arena for magic. So in session, all day, every day, I just hear tons of magic. So even for today, like I, I'll give an example of like just words of wisdom that I got in session, I asked the inner voice, what's your definition of faith? And they said, faith is like a well, like a deep, deep, deep well. And, you know, there's water at the bottom of the well. And that water is source, love, abundance, all those things that we need. And so when you look down into a well, you can't really see the water, you know, you don't, you forget it's there. You can't see it. It's not like, you know, and you're conscious all the time. However, you can always drop the bucket down, scoop water and bring it up to the forefront. You can bring it up as many times as you need to, and just be reminded of faith and like the love that you need, the nurture that you need. So that's just a taste of the magic. <laughs> That's amazing. So you're having conversations with magic every day. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, Nicole, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your magic with us. Let us know how can we find you and connect with you? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, 
is the best way. And it's at metaphysical me underscore. And it's just meta, M-E-T-A and physical and then me underscore. Okay, great. And you mentioned your channel coaching. So that's something that people can sign up for. Yes, that's a program that I have right now. And it's an inner voice session, but extended, an extended period of time, six sessions. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, friends, stop by keenlinalise.com for the links and details on everything we mentioned today. And thank you so much for listening. I'd love to know what resonated with you. So send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Kayleen Elise and I'll be back again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode. Connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Kayleen Elise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.